Thank you, Rabbi Levine. Once again, our visitor, guest, guest speaker, visitor, thank you very much. Shekayach. Good evening. Shust or Shekaylal. Recha Kaylal. Toronto Rosh Kaylal. Truth is, I only arrived here a few days ago, and at that time I found that I have the schos to address this very chosh of a tzibor. But in fact, I've been thinking about this koilel and North Miami Beach, the whole South Florida Kila, probably for the past two or three weeks. Why? Because about a year plus ago, Rabbi Nehemiah Cooper Smith, who is the editor in chief of H.com for since it started about twenty something years, H.com has a ten million people secure website a year, millions hit it every month, and he contacts me. I've written, written a few articles over the years for them, and he says to me that H just did H is a well-funded, very professional organization. H just did a lot of internal research, and they were shocked by one of the results they had. They asked the following question. If you have young, unaffiliated Jews, what would they read? If they're going to go on a website and read something, what would they read? And they had all these ideas that they had been on a website for years. Number one was Jewish history. And I had written on Jewish history. So he contacted me, could I please write every other week, every month, an article for them on Jewish history? So I, I... I, I looked, thought about it and decided to do it. And, and, and actually, number two, by the way, was not even Shaykh, it was food. <laughs> Mostly ladies, that was not, not Shaykh. So since then, I, I've written many, many articles for them on some, on some uh, on biographies, but most particularly, thing called Jewish geography. And what, what I do is, say, Spain, I go through the history of Jewish Spain, Prague, Brazil, Yemen, countries like that, exotic places with, with Jewish history. And a few weeks ago, I said, you know what? I want to write an article on one of the most intense Jewish-heavy communities today, and that's South Florida. And so I decided to write it. I wait until after I get, leave here to, to print it. Uh, but I wrote an article for H on, on, on the Jews of South Florida and the history, really, of how South Florida today has almost 750,000 Jews. It's more, if you take South Florida, it's more of a higher percentage of Jews in South Florida than in New York. 13% of South Florida is Jewish, and about 9-10% of New York. So how did that happen? So I've been thinking about Florida for the past two or three weeks since I've been writing this article. And since it's an H, it's not really going to focus so much about this coil particularly, even though I've said before, this is from, if not the greatest Makam Torah, I'm on tape, the greatest Makam Torah currently in, this, in the area. But I think what I wrote about is very no gaya, very pertinent for everyone here. Something we could, we could all learn about, all, all learn from. There's an amazing kliyakar in the beginning of this week's parsha. Zak the kliyakar, Pasik says that Yosef Hatzadik, when uh, that Moshe, when he took, when he left uh, Mitzrayim, crossed the Yamsuf, says Vayikach Moshe atzmas Yosef imo that Moshe took the bones of Yosef Imo with him. Says the Kliyokar, he's a few pshatim, but his last pshatim is the following thing. Verbally Seinu, he quotes Chazal, Darshu al-Moshe, Pasuk, the Pasuk in Mishle, Chacham Lev 
yikach mitzvahs. That a person who's a, who, who has wisdom, who's smart in heart, he will take mitzvahs. Shekol Yisrael nisasku at that yamsuf. Everyone else, everyone else, what were they doing? Bibiza, they're taking all the wealth, all of the gold, all the silver that Yosef had collected during the famine. That Mitzrayim was filled with gold and silver for generations. All of Kali Yisrael take it. V'hu Moishu Rabbeinu in his asik b'mitzvahs. Rotsu l'tarat yesu l'ashen. That's pshat emo. What's why emo? Says the Kliyokar. Shabalamayit esek bizas Mitzrayim. He actually wanted to take away from everyone taking bizas Mitzrayim. And he wants to illustrate he's taking Atzma Soysef. Ki amomon wealth is kinyan sheno dabak emo. I've buried many people over the years. I've said many times, you can't take it with you. Nobody puts the money in the grave. The money doesn't come with you. But what a person does of good deeds in this world, who are dava, that's something that's dovik, it clings to you. He took Yosef not just across Yamsuf, but with him for the rest of his life. That's what the Kliyokar says Imo means. That's why he says, he, Badaf going to teach it now also, that, that everyone's running after Biza. They have to remember what's the Tachlas Chaim, what's the most important thing of Chaim. Truth is, there's a Gavaldika, Ber Yosef, who says, Gans Klal Yisrael, where Isaac Mitzvah says they crossed the Yom, so the Ber Yosef asks the following thing, he says that the Klal Yisrael left Chamushim. The Ber Yosef quotes three of the most famous Pshatim of Chamushim, and asks a few, a, a few questions. He says, Chamushim number one, Rashi brings down that one-fifth, one-fifth of the Jewish people actually left Mitzrayim, and the other four-fifths died in Choshech. He says, a second Pshat, he quotes, quotes a Targum son, that every Jewish family, for every child, they took five kids, four, one of theirs and four more. And he asks, what's Pshat? How is it each one having exactly five? That's not a normal thing. And then he says, quotes a Targum Yushalmi. The Targum Yushalmi says that Chamushim means they came Chamushim armed with good deeds. Frechte Ber Yosef, armed with good deeds, just before the Pasuk says in Yechezkel that they were area the area, they were naked, they had no good deeds when they left Mitzrayim, they had to have Dam Milo and the Dam of the Korban Pesach. What do you mean they're armed with good deeds? And the Ber Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Salon says a beautiful pshat. He says, what's the pshat? It says, in Achinami, the four-fifths of Klai Yisrael died in Choshech. But there were Yisoyimim. Imagine all of those millions of children that were now Yisoyimim. The, the parents may have died, but what did the kids do? So he said that every family, that everyone who left, they didn't just leave with their child. They took the four-fifths, the four-fifths of those who died in, in Mitzrayim, their children also. That's why each child, each person had five children, one of theirs and four more of the people who died in Mitzrayim. And that, says the Ber Yosef, was the Muzuyonim. They were armed with good deeds. They were armed with taking these children at, out of Mitzrayim with them. And that was this, one of the schusim. That's the Chesed Nurayich. 
says the, the Ber Yosef of Klal Yisrael as they left Mitzrayim. Imagine the schus of Megal Yosef. The Gemara says in Megillah, "Kol Megal Yosef Sarech Beiso Skilo Yoldo." You know, just you know, you think about it. Four fifths dying. Imagine just last Friday it was seventy eight years since Auschwitz was liberated. My wife's grandfather was a, was a survivor. Right? And we know people that, that were that were literally t- taken as children by Lau, who was the chief rabbi in Israel. He himself has hundreds of descendants. Hundreds of descendants. The schus, 78 years later, there are people today that, that there, there were survivors, there are thousands of descendants. And 78 years from now, in theory, it could be hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. What a gavaldik schus. And I'm going to be honest, I thought about tonight just speaking and focusing. Today was the yard site of Noah Weinberg's, that's all the 14th yard site of a Weinberg who put so much into my mind in the Kira, but I thought, here we are in South Florida in the Makam Torah, and yet there are hundreds of thousands of Yidin. I was just looking at the numbers the past few weeks, hundreds of thousands of Yidin who are Yisoyimim, who parents did not raise them with Torah and Mitzvahs in South Florida, who are being lost to Klal Yisrael. Every day being intermarried, lost the Gamre. I, at first, I thought I would speak about that, that being in the coil process, I want to focus on something similar. Be margish on that. There's a Gavaldic Medrash, Mishpatim. Medrash says, The East Trumasiar Seno. The Medrash goes on, 30th par- uh, the 30th parak in. in, in, in Merish Rabba over here, different Pshatim, Ish Trumas, Yersena. Merish says, Zeha Chacham, what's an Ish Trumas, a person of Trumas who comes to destroy? It's a Pasuk and Mishle. Zeha Chacham, Zeha Chacham, Shiyoideya, Halacha, Sumidrash, Vagados, Knows Kol Torah, Vyasam, Vamana, Hulk, and Etzloi. And a Yasam, or an Amana, come to him, Shiyasadin, Beinayim, Vuoymer Lahen. And he says to this Yasam, this orphan, to this widow, Asuk Anibi Mishnasi, I'm involved in my entire Any plan? I have no time for this. And he says, Hashem says, Ma'ala Ani Alecha about this person who knows Halachos Midrashos Agodos Kol Atira. His kiluichravti esoilam lechachnem of Yishtumasi Harsena. The person of Trumasi is Yarsena. He ends up destroying because he could have been involved in this in Torah in this communal manner matters and doesn't do it. Actually, the Gemara says later that Rav Asi, that Rav Asi on his deathbed told his nephew that he was nervous, and his nephew said, "My father, my uncle, what are you so nervous about? Is there any Torah you didn't learn? Is there anything you didn't do?" Chesed, Rav Asi said that he was nervous, maybe he didn't do enough for the tzibor. He was nervous, maybe he didn't do enough for the, uh, the tzibor. And the truth is, you know, being, having been involved, being involved in schools, very few people, when you get involved in tzibor, people say, Mali hazois. what I need to do, it's thankless, you get blamed. I mean, to be a, a dinner chairman, I'm going to be involved in a committee, I'm going to be involved in a board, I'm going to be involved in building something. What do I need? It's Sarah. I can learn. I have a family. I've got to be mafanis. I'm involved in things. What do I need this for? 
Rabbi Moshe shares that's all. It was known that if you were in his svivah and he looked at you, he used to stop you and say, what were you put into this world for? What were you put into this world for? And he would always say, you know what you were put in this world for? You were put this world for Klal Yisrael. And very often, Rabbi Sher would say the following amazing, the following Gemara. The Gemara in Baruch says as follows. Omer Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Yochanan Mishasha Kadosh Baruch Hu Ba Beis Hakneses when Hashem comes to a shul, v'loy matzah ba asara and doesn't find an asara a minion miyadu koyos shenemar madua basi ve'en ish karasi ve'en oina. Why am I coming? There's no one calling out. And there's no one answering. The Maharsha says on this Gemara. You know what the Gemara is talking about? There's usually there could be a minion. And there's right now nine. And we know that the Chazal tell us when Hashem comes to the minion, the Shekhinah comes to the minion. And now there's nine. So Rabbi Sher said, if I'm there, you know why Hashem is Koyes? Why are there nine people in the room doing nothing and waiting? Why isn't there the Shekhinah in the room? If there are nine people in the room, they should be going out and finding a minion. They should not just sit there and watch. Don't wait. That's why Hashem is angry. You want the Shechina? Don't sit back passively. You know, I was sitting here for the past few days, and this Koilo has half a fellow, but you should know this Koilo is half a fellow. The amount of Torah, the different programs, different people are going in here. But I'm still thinking to myself, I went, I mean, there's so much to do here. It's, it's uh, unbelievable. I went to the Kalim Mikvah. I asked somebody, is this still the mikvah here? Uh, how is it shy that there's not a bigger mikvah in North Maybe today? I mean, his plans. Wait, who's going to do that? Right, how is it shy? There's so much. Rabbi Zelik Pavalsky Shlito, a, a, a tire yid, is building a yeshiva, this amazing moistus here. He's building a nacha yeshiva to be a makamatari for, for people looking for a certain thing. If you're involved in that from the beginning, what a schos that is? The doyrois. The Doiros will be involved. The Ogudi here, Rabbi Soroka, his brother is coming, and I know they're just hiring someone else. You should see the Ogudi in Chicago. You should see the Ogudi in the, Illinois. Half of a fellow. They can do the same thing here. You just need people to say, What am I waiting for? What could I do? How much could I build more? You know, Rabbi Schwab, <coughs> Rabbi Schwab says it a little bit different. Pshat in main base Shoeva. Says the following thing, he says, Chamushim left. He says, Shaykh, that t- 2.4 million people died in Mitzrayim? Is that Shaykh? It says that Ba'afela, they died that Mitzrayim shouldn't notice. You don't think if 2.4 million people died, Mitzrayim wouldn't notice? And then he says, there are other Chazals that say it's one of 500, that would make 24 million dead. One of, one of 50, 24 million, one of 500, 240 million people as a shaykh. So if Schwab answers beautifully, he says, it doesn't mean that there are 2.4 or 224 or 240 million that died. He says that what Chazal were doing would say over time, that's what would happen. Really, there were a few Rishayim. And that's why Mitzrayim did not recognize what happened during Choshech. There were a few Rishayim. But had they lived over time, 
there would have been millions of descendants. And he actually quotes the Pasuk in being a Bereshis that says, by, by kind of hell, the Me'achicha Tzu'akim Alayim in Adama. Rashi says, Damo V'dam Zoraisov. Their blood in the future generation's blood. Because over time, those individuals are millions. You know, I remember Mordechai Shapiro was my rough. I, I lived here until I was 11. Mordechai Shapiro was my rough in my ambitions when I was, old, I was a little older. Shapiro said one of the many stories he said. He, he said when he was a, a young bacher, he learned by the great, he used to speak, it was a great rabbarin. And then he went to learn by the great, great Mr. Zalman Meltzer. And he said the following unbelievable story. He said he was once walking in Tel Aviv on an era of Shabbos. And he walks, he was walking in the street, actually he used to go to the Chazanish, and he sees somebody go over to a kiosk and ask for cigarettes. And ask for cigarettes. And the kiosk person looks at his watch and he says, it's after Chatzos. And I don't sell cigarettes because who knows, in Tel Aviv, after Chatzos, you sell cigarettes, there'll be people smoking on Shabbos. Because I don't sell cigarettes after Chatzos. <coughs> Rabbi Shapiro was blown away. So he went over to this person. He said, who are you? And he said, my name is Yanko Oxenkrog. He said, Rabbi Yanko, he's an older man. Where are you from? He said, I was from Minsk. And then he looks at this young, young Ramurachai Shapiro. Where are you from? America. And so Rabbi, Sh- Rabbi Shapiro hears him say, America, I once sent a young man to Yeshiva who I hear is a big rabbi today in America. And he told them that when he was younger in Minsk, he was, it was not me, he lived had a meager income. But every t- time he made a ruble, he would put a kopek aside to support Torah, to build Torah. And one day somebody came to him and said, I have two Elohim, two geniuses in Minsk who need to get to yeshiva. They have no money. And I took those kopecks and I gave it to them. And he said, one of them I know lives in America. His name is Arla Sislavertzer. So Mordechai Shapiro hears this. If you remember, he was a very fat person. He says, That's a barren color. Do you understand what you've done? You've built Torah in America. This simple guy in the kiosk. You've built Torah. And Rabbi Shapiro, years later, said this story over at a Torah Masora convention. And all of a sudden, Rabbi Yankiv Kamenetsky said, gets up and says, that's a true story because I was the second bachar. That's building Torah for one single person. That built Torah here. A very good call from BMG, America. But I say one, say one more story, which is even more negative to NNB. You can download it, so you can print it. For the story I wrote in there. The Miami, the, the, all of the Moistus, started by Rabbi Gross. Rabbi Alexander S. Gross came to Miami, Miami Beach. There was nothing. There was not a Moistus, a Chinuch. Started in the Talmud of Shagal Five Mandelovitz with six students. Rabbi Gross also brought in Rabbi, Rabbi Zwag in 1974, which was the Yeshiva, and then from Rabbi Zwag to Rasemis, and then Rabbi Provalsky, right? One leads to another. And Rabbi, Rabbi Gross used to carry around a letter with him. Rabbi Wine said, his family said, I've thought of two places. He used to carry around a letter with him. And whenever the days would be tough, and there are many tough days, he would take out this letter. 
The letter was as follows. In 1959, the Hebrew Academy had very little money. And it made a strict policy. If you do not pay tuition, you were not let into the school. That's it. You couldn't let them in. And there was one boy, Rabbi Gross, by the way, you should know, we used to drive away, I, and I was a role in California, but Union, through Av Beisden, he told me this himself, he would pick, get picked up by Rabbi Gross. He lived in Sky Lake, to Miami Beach. He would drive around to pick up boys so they can get to yeshiva. He would convince people who are not yet from to go to the Hebrew Academy. And one of these families who got this letter in 1959, if you don't pay tuition, you can't stay, you can't stay here. And the family wasn't so interested as it is. So they said to their son, who was already in junior high, we're sorry, next year you're going to public school. This boy wrote a letter to Rabbi Gross to say thank you for the years of education that he had in Hebrew Academy. He said, I wanted to be a rabbi, and if Hashem wants you, I still will. But you should know I have no kindness on the board or anyone else. I only say thank you. And the letter was signed by Billy Leff. Rabbi Gross, years later, it was, he told Sir Troy Wine, and his family found the pinkest letter. Rabbi Gross paid for Billy Leff's tuition. That Billy Leff became Rabbi Zev Leff. And Rabbi Zev Leff, I want you to understand something. I was here as a little boy. This koilo is here because Rabbi Leff. I remember when Shari Tzfila broke off. And he, or actually, Rabbi Leff told me, was, but I mean, as I say, he said, when Shari Tzfila broke off, it's there, today, then, but when it broke off, he went to Rabbi Yankiv, and he said, I'm trying to build Torah, I'm so broken that they're breaking off another show because he wanted Torah Rabbi Leff. And he said, Rabbi Yankiv told him, give him a safe for Torah. If they don't want what you want, give them a safe for Torah. You need to build Torah in North Miami Beach. And I will say that this community, again, like Rabbi Gross, years later, Years later, those chamushim is this koilel. And it was because people like Rabbi Gross and the people on those boards did something. Chacham Lev, Yikach Mitzvah, Rabbi Yisai, there's tremendous biza today in Florida. Trust me, I had it this week. You have great weather. You have vouchers. I wish we had those vouchers. Right? You have a governor, the best governor in the country. Right? There's a lot of great things here. The Fushtetzach, there's a tremendous ruchnius, and this kerlo is in the forefront of it. But there's so much opportunity, Rabbi Sai. Every Yochid Bali Guzma in this room has so much opportunity, whether it's to do Kirov, to Mechazik, this kerlo, to help Rabbi Zelig Pavlovsky to build the Oguda here, to do that mikvah. How in the world do you have a mikvah like that to your community? To do the mikvah. Everyone has tremendous opportunities. And Moshe Rabbeinu tells us at a moment what it means. And Claudius saw themselves to Chamushim. You are in the right place on the right time to do amazing things for Claudius. So I should call for the Koilo for all they do. And I wish the Koilo and all of you to go Mikhail Akhail.